Welcome to the Let's Have Breakfast podcast. We're here to talk about all the trials and tribulations in your early 20s, and also the amazing things that make these times in your life so great. We'll laugh, cry, talk shit, and drop episodes weekly. So grab a seat at the table, and let's have breakfast. Hello, how has everybody been? I hope it's been fantastic. Thank you all so much for over 200 listeners. I am over the moon. I cannot even express how exciting it is to me to see these numbers. So today I want to talk about what life is like post-graduation. This is a time that you knew was always coming. Everyone kind of beat around the bush, to put it a little lightly. I know, at least for me personally, I was always told, you know, people will graduate and be like, oh yeah, life post-grad, it's an adjustment. A lot of people go through you know, cycles of depression, like, it's rough out here. And for me, I kind of always looked at that like, okay, like, what do you mean by that? Like, all you have is a full-time job. And that was me coming from a mindset of being very involved in college. So I was in multiple different organizations. I was involved on campus. I was working two jobs. I, you know, had an active social life. I had a boyfriend. I was, I was constantly busy. So I was thinking, oh, when I graduate, like, it's going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to have a break. I'm finally going to be able to do things that I want to do. Let's serve some tea and talk about what life is really like post-grad. The moment you graduate is so exciting. Graduating from college, to me, was a huge achievement. Um, I am not the first in my family. I'm not first gen, but I am also the first to work in the profession and industry that I do. Both of my parents got degrees in social work and I got my degree in integrated marketing communications. So that already was kind of a hurdle for me. I didn't really know a lot of people outside of connections that I built for myself that were in this industry. Um, I didn't really know how to navigate job applications and all of these things. It was already kind of a scary leap. It's a really exciting time because you just spent the last 14 years in school, but it also kind of feels like an identity crisis. And that is like no sugar on top, none of that. I, post-grad, have had an identity crisis that I didn't anticipate because I don't feel like anyone kept it real with me about what to expect. Um, Once you graduate college, there are so many big changes happening in a very, very short amount of time. Your best friends that you just spent the last four or five years with are moving to different cities and you don't know the next time you're going to see them. You might be moving to a new city. I moved and relocated to Kansas City about two months after I graduated college. So that was already very quick right after I graduated. You're kind of feeling the pressure of getting a full-time job right out of college. We're still amidst a pandemic, pretty much in the thick of a pandemic, and getting a job really wasn't guaranteed. And I know people that graduated the year before me, like, that was when everyone was getting laid off. There wasn't really hope (laughs) for getting a full-time job right away, and it took people months and months and months. And that is not an expectation that I feel like college set for us. It was kind of like, You work hard, you do the internships, you network, you do all of these things, and you're guaranteed a job. And that's not necessarily the case. And that's real life. And so all of these things, all of these expectations and just major changes are happening 
within the span of like three months. And you don't, at least for me, I don't think I really realized the magnitude of everything that was going on fall. So I, you know, spent all summer, I was like, oh, this is so fun. I'm having a great time. I'm trying all these new things. I'm, you know, I have this internship and I am in this new city. I'm trying to make new friends and I'm going back and forth between my hometown, visiting my family, trying to stay as active as possible. But really, once it all hit, I got really depressed. I took a moment probably in September or October of 2021 and just sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is not what I expected. Yes, I have the full-time job. Thank goodness I was able to land this job. I My internship offered me a full-time role, but I'm also in this new city. The only person I really have is my boyfriend. I moved away from my family. None of my friends really live here. At that point, I hadn't made a lot of friends in Kansas City yet. I didn't love my job and that's not something I expected. We've already kind of touched on that, but I did not expect to not be obsessed with my job. I, at least the way I understood it, and I think, (laughs) let's just talk about this for a second because I, this is a trend that I have been noticing over and over and over again. I love watching TV shows. I've always loved shows. If I have time to just sit and like work on my laptop, there's going to be a show on. And I would rather watch a show than a movie because I am also a movie girly, but I feel like I have seen every movie that I like. Um, And so there's not a whole lot Cause, and it takes me a while. It takes me a while to decide on a movie that I want to watch. And I don't want to sit there and watch the previews all day. Like I just want to throw something on. So I'll rewatch a show before I, you know, put on a new movie. Um, because movies, okay, 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 okay. I know I'm getting a little sidetracked, but TV shows feel like a daytime activity. Watching movies feels like a nighttime activity. And then watching TV shows that are currently on and running, that's also a nighttime activity. You catch my drift? Anyways, back to the topic. But I noticed that a lot of TV shows push corporate propaganda. They push and push and push selling this picture of people working all the time. Your job is essentially your life. You see this in so many different show you see it in being mary jane you see it in scandal you see it in how to get away with murder you see it in i don't know parks and rec you see it in the office you see it in so many different ways that i feel like at least for me i felt like it was a normalized sense of once you start your job that's your life i quickly realized through working my full-time role that that is not what I'm interested in at all. I do not want my life to revolve around my job. I want my job to flex around my life. I don't want to feel obligated to work outside of the scope of our agreement that I said I would be here. That's not necessarily a boundary that you always have the ability to set. Um, sure, there's times where work-life balance is great. You're able to communicate your needs. You're able to shut the laptop right at five. You are on top of the world. 
But then there's other times where an award is due, there's a tight timeline and you have no choice but to put your big girl pants on, sit down and do the work. And that is something that I really, really struggled with post-grad. I did not anticipate having to work on the weekends. It really put a strain on how I was feeling in my job. Another thing that is not really communicated to you in college that you experience, or at least I experienced post-grad, is you are the young one. And because you're the young one, people kind of don't trust you, no matter how good you are at your job. That was a really hard pill and still is for me to swallow because you know, you've spent so much time learning all this material, probably doing extra courses, doing all the internships, um, sitting on panels, listening, um, doing online courses. And then also from personal experience of just being on social media or, you know, just like the personal expertise that you gain over the years just because of who you are. None of that matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but what I am saying is in the scope of joining a new team where you are the youngest and technically, potentially, maybe the most inexperienced, it is going to take a lot of time and trust for them to release big projects or big things they're working on. But no one tells you you're going to get the boring account. I'm not saying you don't have a say, but it's kind of like you are just placed where they need people. You are not going to have necessarily the dream job that you thought it was when you're first coming in. And a lot of this can be really frustrating. It can be really frustrating when you feel like no one is in your corner. So my suggestion is definitely if you already have a mentor, continue having conversations with them and be real, real and honest with them about what you're experiencing post-grad because nine out of 10, they have been through the same thing especially if they are a black woman or a woman of color, they see you, girl. Just be honest and transparent. I know it's really hard to be vulnerable about, especially about work and especially when you're new to your job because you don't know if these things are normal, if you're supposed to be experiencing the things that you are. And I'm gonna let that marinate for a second. Does not change as your circumstances get bigger is that no matter if you are making six figures living in New York, you have 25 brand deals, you are recognized on the street, that is not going to change the DNA of who you are. And for me, imposter syndrome feels less of I don't deserve these things and more of, you know, I see that I've done the work. I see the time and energy and effort that I've poured in to be able to get these opportunities. So it's not that I don't think I deserve them. Why me is less of feeling like, am I good enough? And more of, I can't believe I got myself here. Will people see through me? Do people think I'm a fraud? Do other people think that I deserve this opportunity? And those are the thoughts that I sit with when I get new things or Even this podcast, for example, seeing that there have been 300 plus listens, like that's crazy. And I sit with that and think, 
Am I sharing the right things? Are people annoyed by the things that I'm sharing? What do I need to be doing differently now that I know there's this bigger audience than I anticipated? And I think a lot of the root of my imposter syndrome is thinking about how others are perceiving me. And I know that's something that I need to work on myself. All that to say is that no matter what your circumstances, I feel like you will always deal with some sort of level of imposter syndrome and it's up to you to build up your own confidence to understand that it's just your internal monologue that's thinking that other people think highly of you, other people value the things that you are doing and being able to take that and validate yourself and understand that you do deserve the opportunities you're getting and you do deserve all the flowers and recognition that comes with that. For years and years in school, you are told what to do, when to arrive, and somewhat of who you are. But now that you are graduated, now that you are post-grad, this is the best time for a rebrand. So let's talk a little bit about what it's like to build your confidence back up and pull yourself out of the slump of post-grad depression. You have to think about rebrands as something that you can do every day if you wanted to. Rebranding is less about announcing it to the world and being like, I'm this new person, look at me, here's, here's who I want to be, and more of this is who I am. I'm standing 10 toes down in that and accept me or don't. So when you enter your rebrand era, you have to ask yourself a few questions. Who do you want to be? What habits does this person that I want to be have? Who does this person hang out with? What does this person value? What kind of activities are they doing? Why? So instead of just setting goals, which setting goals is very, very important as well. But instead of just setting your goals, start to show up as the person you want to be. So when you're asking yourself those questions, if the person you want to be eats salad and drinks protein shakes, why are you sitting here in the Wendy's parking lot when you know the person you want to be would be doing something different? You catch my drift? Start acting as the person you want to be versus setting the goals to get there probably two years ago it's been actually I would say probably three years ago um in 2020 when everything shut down people were home um I put on at least 20 pounds unexpectedly and to that extent like And to that point, I had already been kind of gaining weight prior to that, and I had already been feeling a little uncomfortable in my body. So on top of that, you know, you you mix that with being home all the time, kind of feeling like there's no limit that I have to put on myself, and it's just like, well, I'm depressed, and there's nothing really to do. I couldn't just go to the gym or do these things. Like, I, I just sat at home and... I would do like Chloe Ting's workouts (laughs) and I would go on, you know, probably like a four mile walk a day. But other than that, I was not active. I was sitting down all day just watching shows and eating. The stuff that I was eating wasn't healthy, of course. We would eat out probably at least one or two meals a day. And for the longest, I was sitting there and kind of pitying myself of like, why why did I gain all this weight? Why me? 
instead of looking at myself and looking hard at the decisions that I made that got me there. So I started to build my confidence back up. I started to think less that, oh my gosh, I've gained all this weight. What are people going to think of me? I'm not going to post any pictures. And I kind of repositioned my mindset to think about, you know what? We're all going through a lot of things right now. It's okay. It's okay. This is part of life. I'm going to embrace the body that I have right now. And I'm going to start shopping (laughs) for clothes that actually fit me. Um, And while I was still uncomfortable and not necessarily happy with the way that I looked, I did not let that deter me from doing things that I loved. It did take a shot to my confidence because I didn't anticipate gaining that much weight. It was really, really, really hard for me to get it off. And you mix that with, you know, TikTok showing everybody home workouts that got me abs in 30 days. And, you know, I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. And like, just, I feel like TikTok was really pushing that content where I was like, I what's wrong with me like why can't I lose this weight like what what did what am I doing that's different and what I don't think social media does a good job about is being honest sometimes for me to be able to lose 40 pounds and start really gaining muscle it has taken me two years two years to fully lose weight to continue to nourish my body, not just do a fad diet or, you know, do something quick or not feed myself because I'm going to eat. Like there is not, there is not a scenario in which I'm losing weight that I am not eating regularly, but I'm also not going to completely limit myself if every once in a while I do want to, you know, go get sushi or whatever. I'm going to do it because it's life. So as part of my rebrand, I lost weight, but I don't want that to define who I am. It's really exciting and it's a great accomplishment that I have, not just for body or vanity reasons, but because it's amazing to me that I was able to put my mind on something and do it. And that relates really back to, that relates back to those questions where it's like what habits does this person you want to be have the habits that I was wanting to years ago I have now but that would not have happened if I did not start somewhere I had to start with okay I'm gonna start limiting my portions I'm going to go to the gym every day I'm going to start declining invitations to go out to eat if I know I need to be serious about my goals. It all starts with making that quick decision to have the habits of the person that you want to be. Because as soon as you do that, it's game over. Like no one can touch you. So while you are doing this, becoming this person that you want to be, it's time to start building your confidence back up too. I don't know about y'all. I don't know if something's in the air, if it's the moon. I know there was a full moon recently, but... I have just not been the most confident lately. It is bounce back season. Do you hear me? We do not have time in this season of our lives to sit and wallow in what you aren't doing, what you don't look like, who you're not with. 
it is time to be there for yourself. What helps me to kind of pull myself out of a confidence rut, the first being daily affirmations. I'm going to read a few of the affirmations that I say to myself and granted I could be doing a better job because I haven't said them out loud or stood in front of a mirror and done this in a while but I do want to kind of set you all up with some things that you could use if you would like to. So I'm going to go ahead and read some of the ones that I use but then there's also YouTube channels that you can follow to listen to affirmations and meditations and of course Everything that I discuss will be posted on Instagram. If you're not already following, if you're not already following the Instagram account, please do. It is at breakfast.pod and we would love to see you over there. I post engaging things every week about the episode. So would love, 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 love to have you. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to read the affirmations that I say to myself on a daily basis. I do want to add that I do say these, I repeat them three times in a row. So I'm only going to say it once for the sake of time here, but I do repeat these three times. I put in the work because I'm too talented for the level of income I currently have. I don't chase, I attract. What belongs to me will simply find me. The universe works hard to bring me my desires. I easily create the life I want. I am evolving into who I want to be. And this last one is really special to me. I heard it at a Big 12 on Black Student Union Conference probably three or four years ago. The author or creator of this, his name is Jay Todd. I literally wrote this down in my notes when he was saying this to us I it has stuck with me and resonated for a very long time please make sure to thank him because this is one of the most powerful if not the most powerful affirmation that I have heard let's go ahead and get into this last one I am what I am because of who I am I am who I am because of what I've made it through I've made it through a hundred percent of my storms I am not what I think I am. I'm way better. I am not what I feel I am. I'm much greater. I know my value. My thoughts are not my reality. My feelings are not my enemy. I have the ability to make them both work for me, and I know the difference between what it is that I feel and what is real. To paint a full picture of everything we talked about, Post-grad life is hard. It is hard. You will face a lot of challenges with all the major changes that are going on in your life. Just be prepared for that. Um, Know that people are in your corner and be able to be vulnerable and honest with the people you love and cherish because they're there for you and they're probably experiencing some of the same things as well. Continue to have confidence in yourself and start to figure out who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world. Start asking yourself those questions that are going to be essential to crafting the dream life that you have and Do things that validate your presence, saying daily affirmations, manifesting the things that you want, um, manifesting things that you want. And then last thing, listen to things that validate you. 
So for me, I have a playlist. It's titled Manifestations. I have just a wide range of songs on there that all really validate where I'm headed. And I like to listen to that when I get ready in the morning. There are a wide mix of songs. And of course, that will be linked as well. But I really like to listen to things that are like, yes, I'm that girl and you all need to recognize. Let's bounce back. It is our rebrand era. We are here to stay and we are doing the damn thing. 